Welcome back to your therapy tools. Today's episode is focusing on a forgiveness activity. So if you've been struggling with harboring resentment and unforgiveness and you're ready to let it go, this episode is for you. And to be able to forgive means to be able to self-validate. It means to preserve your dignity, to respect yourself, to respect other people's dignity and show them respect. So first I'd like to just talk, and I know I've talked about this before, but so important. There's some quotes here by different people on forgiveness. And my favorite quote, um, please forgive me, I don't remember who said it first, but anger is like carrying around a huge sack of boulders or bowling balls or rocks, something just really heavy, and you're carrying it around over your shoulder all the time. And it keeps you from being able to trust, it keeps you keeps you stuck in that cycle of pain that you went through that caused you to pick that sack up. And when you forgive, when you finally decide to forgive and you set it down, it feels so good. It's like losing a hundred pounds all at once and you feel lighter and brighter and you perceive everything with more of a positive view instead of walking around with a chip on your shoulder, being hypervigilant, always looking for the negatives so that you can point out what's wrong with others and why you should never trust them. Okay, so here are a few more quotes. This is by Jean Jean Safer. Forgiveness demands every mental, moral, and spiritual resource that you have. Like love, it never stays the same. It never ends and deepens over the years. Forgiveness is hard. It's painful work, and sometimes it can take a lifetime. Fred Luskin says, Why do we allow someone who's nasty to us to rent so much space in our minds? Louis B. Smeads says, Healthy anger drives us to do something to change what makes us angry. Anger can energize us and make things better. Hate wants to make things worse. Jack Cornfield says, It is hard to imagine a world without forgiveness. Without forgiveness, life would be unbearable. Without forgiveness, our lives are chained, forced to carry the sufferings of the past and repeat them with no release. That's a powerful statement. Lewis B. Smeads. Forgiving ourselves is a tough nut to crack, which is probably a good thing. Forgiving ourselves should be hard. Probable, yes. Easy, no. If forgiving ourselves comes easy, Chances are we are only excusing ourselves, ducking blame, and not really forgiving ourselves at all. 
And last one, Robert D. Enright and Catherine T. Coyle. Across all of the four studies, there was not one instance in which a group experiencing forgiveness education showed a decline in psychological health. In fact, statistically, significant improvement in such variables as hope and self-esteem, as well as significant decreases in anxiety and depression, were more the rule than the exception in groups that experienced forgiveness. <coughs> so with that in mind, for this, for this activity today, you will need a blank piece of paper. Grab a piece of paper from your printer. Um, take an old grocery bag and use the inside of it. Whatever blank piece of paper you can find. Make sure it's at least an 8.5 by 11 or bigger. And you're going to want to draw an egg-shaped oval on that piece of paper. So if you need to pause, pause and go get that paper and pen. Okay, so let's talk about dignity and respect before we dive into this forgiveness activity. Dignity means unconditional worth and uniqueness of every human being. Respect means unconditional positive regard or support for another person's dignity. Dignity can also be the result of being treated with respect, right? And dignity is internal. It's often associated with a sense of self-worth, belonging, hope, and purpose. And if we're holding on to unforgiveness, we are letting the situation that caused us to feel that resentment and anger to rob us of our dignity and our self-respect. We're harming ourselves. We're not meant to harbor that hatred. We're meant to be loving creatures in this world and, sh and, and show love and light to others. So learning to forgive is super hard and it, it can be painful. It brings up a lot of stuff in your mind you probably don't want to think about. So if you're not ready for this forgiveness activity today, go ahead and hit the stop button and go back and work on some other episodes. But if you're ready, then go ahead and continue. So for dignity and respect, I found a cool website. And I will tell you the name of the website here in just a sec. It's on the back of this page. It's the Dignity and Respect Campaign. And... Where is their website? They are on Instagram at Dignity and Respect. They are on Twitter at Dignity underscore Respect. They are on Facebook, Dignity and Respect Campaign. And their website <laughs> is DignityandRespect.org. You can go there and take the pledge to treat yourself and others with dignity and respect. And there are 30 tips for dignity and respect. You can print this out. All they require is that you give them your email and you can print out this chart 
and put these 30 tips on your refrigerator or on the wall and remind yourself every day to practice at least one a day. More if you can. Uh, Tip number one, you start with you. Reflect on how you see others and how others see you. Number two, sweat the small stuff. It's often small things such as being kind and courteous that make a difference. Number three, smile. Smiles can be contagious. And you never know, you might come across somebody at the grocery store or at Starbucks with a sad look on their face. And you smiling at them might be the one good thing that happened to them that whole day. You could be saving a life by giving a smile. You could be boosting somebody's self-worth for just a second. So don't hold back on the smiles. Say hello. Say hello to somebody. Say, hi, how are you? Just say hello, be friendly. Say thank you. Gratitude is a gift that is never too small to give. Always, always give gratitude. Be thankful. Say thank you. Tell people you appreciate them. Treat others the way they want to be treated. Find out what respect means to other people. Build cultural awareness. Um, Be curious about others. Differences are barriers only if we allow them to be. So if you have a neighbor who's a completely different culture than you, don't avoid speaking to them. Someday ask them a question about their culture. Or just say hi to them in general. You don't even have to ask about their culture. But if the conversation comes up, you could say, how do you cook your traditional foods on the holidays? It smells good. What are you guys making over there? Get into a conversation. Make a new friend. Start a conversation. Learn something new. Demonstrate mutual respect. Inclusion means being respectful regardless of position or title. So it doesn't matter who the person is, it, include them. If you're at work and you get a new coworker who's off in the corner, tell him, come over here and eat lunch with us. We want to get to know you. Come here. You know, don't exclude people. It's, it's not nice. It's disrespectful and it, it hurts their own dignity and yours. Find common ground. Discover what you have in common with others. Communicate respectfully. It's not just what you say, but how you say it. Be open. Try to experience new thoughts and ideas and learning opportunities. Reinvent the wheel. Do something that has not already been done. Build trust. Be fair. Limit your bias and your favoritism. Join a team. Do your part and support teamwork. Remember, we all make mistakes. Resist the urge to point out the ones that others make. Become a mentor. You, yes you, can help others realize their potential. Lend a hand. A little help can go a long way. Be a champion of dignity and respect. Demonstrate respect for yourself and others and for your community. So there's a few others, but... I don't feel like reading all of them. (laughs) So, um, and then another website on dignity and respect. There's an article by Charlie Kuhn. I hope I'm pronouncing his 
last name correctly. But his article is, What's the Difference Between Dignity and Respect? And this is on culturesofdignity.com. And he wrote this um, article, it looks like he wrote this in 2018. So, how do we learn to manage our responses to phrases such as, how could you even think that is a good idea? You don't know what you're talking about, or this has to be fixed immediately. How do you learn to manage your responses to this? Well, number one, we've talked about this before, mindfulness, right? If if you're in wise mind, you will not go Jerry Springer on somebody. You will not respond in a heated, um, spontaneous mistake, verbal mistake, (laughs) I guess we could call it, right? So... um, Instead of reacting and getting emotional, you stay mindful. And then he writes, um, Civic dialogue and critical thinking in moments of conflict underpin a culture of dignity. But how do we get there? One way is to understand the reasons why it is so challenging. What is misunderstood and what's going on that isn't seen but felt. You start by getting a clear meaning of words and exactly how they're used. So dignity in the dictionary basically means to be worthy. All people have the right to be recognized for their inherent humanity and treated ethically. Dignity is a given. You just have it, and nobody can take it away. Except for you, really. You, If you allow your traumas and your day-to-day stressors and your lack of boundaries. If you allow others to mistreat you, then you're you're not strengthening your dignity. You're weakening it. So dignity, really looking in the mirror, your dignity is based on your self-worth and your self-esteem. And if you base your self-worth and self-esteem on what others think of you, then in that case... They can take your dignity away because you're putting it in their hands instead of taking care of it yourself. Respect in the dictionary. It's a Latin word, respectus, is where it comes from. And it means to look back at, as in showing admiration for someone because of their ability, quality, or achievements. Respect is earned. You are respected by others for what you have achieved, experienced, and how you have handled yourself as you have achieved your accomplishments. The problem, according to Charlie Kuhn, is that we use respect in two distinctively different ways. We recognize a power or a status difference between people, or we recognize the value of a person. And when it comes to relationships, we commonly frame being respectful as being polite, obedient, and following the rules. So in this context, if you question the rules or challenge the person who is enforcing the rules, they see you as being disrespectful, rude, defiant, insubordinate, and subject to being punished. So then the questions become, according to Charlie, should you respect someone in a position of authority who abuses power? Should you respect someone who doesn't treat others with dignity? even if they are older than you, 
even if they have more seniority than you, even if they have more experience than you. If dignity is given, is a given that cannot be taken away, what does it look like to treat someone you do not respect with dignity? Think about Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. About that for a moment while we take a quick break. So what do you think? How would you treat somebody that you do not respect? How would you treat them with dignity? So according to Charlie's article, if we use dignity as our anchor and ground our work in the belief that every person has value, then we can separate people's abusive actions from their essential humanity. For example, there may be a boss at work who belittles, bullies, or embarrasses people under them, who work under them in front of other people. They call you out in front of others. They yell and embarrass you and belittle you right in front of everybody. The boss doesn't need to be respected based on their behavior, but they need to be treated with dignity. It may look like the same thing, treating the person with respect versus treating that person with dignity, but it is an important distinction. Respect acknowledges the behavior, while dignity teaches the importance of civility and humanity. The same concept can be applied to a peer situation. A co-worker gets frustrated when colleagues are undermining or taking credit for the work they didn't do. We want revenge or we want to be recognized for, their, for our contribution. We want the right to be pissed at this person. If we give ourselves the right to be angry and not take our feelings away, we don't have to be friends. We don't have to have respect for their actions, we don't even have to like them, but we do have to treat them with dignity. Does that make sense? So this is why I'm talking about this before we get into the forgiveness. I think it's a very important thing to tie in. The distinction, according to Charlie, the distinction between dignity and respect allows us not to be driven by fear, anxiety, or hold resentment and somehow sabotage the person that acted in a troubling way. Surprisingly, separating respect and dignity enables you to be better at your job and not bring the, how could you even think this is a good idea, sentence home with you. So what do you think about that? I think Charlie wrote a pretty amazing article, culturesofdignity.com. And the article title is, What is the Difference Between Dignity and Respect? And he wrote that on June 26, 2018. So when you're thinking about the difference between dignity and respect, you're basically putting forth your respect for humanity. You're giving the other person 
their dignity. You're respecting their dignity, but you don't have to respect their behaviors. You don't have to respect their bullying tactics. You don't have to respect that they hurt you. You don't have to respect that, you know, some people out there are child molesters. Some people out there are serial cheaters. Some people out there like to beat the shit out of their spouse. Some people out there like to traffic children. We don't respect that. And we, we, we may feel that they're not even a human being. They're monsters. And in a sense, they are. But they're still a human being. So we would have to respect our own dignity by staying away from those people. We have to respect their dignity by not uh, murdering them. We can't murder them. We can't, um, we can't commit crimes against them. We can't destroy and ignore their dignity because they have value as a human being somehow, some way that we don't care to understand because, wow, you know, look what they've done. But when you stop calling them monsters and use their name, you're respecting their dignity. So the person who cheated with your husband when he cheated on you, instead of calling that person a slut, a whore, a homewrecker, call her by her name. Is her name Lisa? Then you'll refer to Lisa. You'll say, Lisa slept with my husband even though she knew we were still together and married and living under the same roof. You would say it like that. And by observing the dignity in Lisa as Lisa is a human being, you're preserving your own dignity. And it helps you to be able to forgive. I don't know if that makes sense or not. If it doesn't now, it will. So let's get into... The forgiveness activity. So get your piece of paper, get your pen, and I'm sure by now you have thought about who, who you need to forgive. Who are you the most angry at? Who have you held a grudge against for a very long time? So much so that this anger inside of you has held you back from living your life. This anger has held you back from forming loving, connected relationships with others because you are angry. You are so angry at somebody for what they did to you. I want you to think about that person and I want you to draw that egg shape on your piece of paper and then just put the piece of paper down for just a minute. And let's take a couple of nice deep breaths together, okay? We're going to breathe in through the nose and hold our breath and exhale through the mouth. And as you do that, I want you to think about the things this person did to you. I want you to really think about it and I want you to feel it, okay? So inhale. Hold your breath. Exhale. Close your eyes. Picture the person. Inhale. Hold your breath. Exhale. 
Think about all the things this person put you through. Think about everything that has made you angry with this person. Identify this person as the person that you're going to forgive. Now take your paper with the oval shape that you've drawn on it and put that person's name on a line at the top of the oval or write their name and underline it at the top of the oval. This figure now represents your characterization of that person. Now I want you to take your pen and fill up that oval with all of the thoughts, all of the feelings, the judgments, the attitude that you have about this person. Write small if you need to, but put everything in that oval. For example, was this person critical, abusive, sarcastic, mean, cruel, dishonest, how did this person drive you and other people crazy with their behavior? What is this person's character flaws as you see them? Take your time and leave nothing out. Be as picky, unmerciful, and derisive as you would like to. No one is going to see this piece of paper but you. Write down how they hurt you, how they made you feel crazy. Write down how they damaged your ability to trust and connect with others. And you may be thinking, why dredge up all of this old stuff? It's painful, and maybe you would rather forget it. However, if you are remembering all of it right now, it's still there inside of you. It's festering away like an unhealed wound and maybe has been for a long time and certain triggers just throw salt in it. It needs to be put on that paper where the light of your awareness can shine on it. If you see it and acknowledge it, you'll be able to consciously let it go. Trying not to look at it will only keep it around longer. Grievances denied have a much more profound effect on us than we can possibly imagine. And the more we try to push them down, the more powerful they become. They rear their heads as anger issues. They rear their heads as panic attacks. Don't let it have that power on you. Put it all on the paper. Now that you've chosen a person to forgive, I want you to take a moment to realize that you have taken a huge step in healing your relationship with this person or healing your ability to have relationships with others. You and I do not usually take the time to look at all the disagreeable things we have to say about certain people. This exercise will not demean or discount you. On the contrary, it will release light into an area of your consciousness that has been in the shadows. 
Remember that the act of observing is the first step toward understanding. So I'm going to pause for a few minutes and allow you to continue to write everything down. Okay, now as you look over what you have written, see if you have left anything out. Add whatever is necessary before you continue, okay? And once you have finished, just go ahead and write the words and everything else. That signifies that you are including anything you might remember in the future that you forgot to write down right now. So if you need to pause to continue filling in that egg, go ahead. I am going to ask you three questions now. Now that you have filled in the egg and you've written the words and everything else, and you've allowed yourself to feel those feelings, you may be angry, you might be crying, you might feel a little anxious right now. Just take a nice deep breath with me, inhale. Inhale white light, hold your breath, let that white light get all through your bloodstream. When you exhale, exhale that black smoke from the pit of your stomach, let it go. Okay, should we do that again? Okay, inhale the white light. Hold that white light. Let it get through every vein into your bloodstream, healing you, lightening your load. And now exhale that black negative smoke, get it out of you. Let that toxic shit go, okay? Now just hold that piece of paper on your lap with all the chaos and swill that it contains. And I'm going to ask you three questions. Allow yourself to think about the questions and then take just a second to get in touch with your truest feelings. You might encounter a variety of motions as you go through this exercise. This is perfectly natural. The emotions are coming up that have probably been there for a long time. Just let them be there. Sit with them. Be mindful. Don't judge. You don't have to do anything with these feelings except give yourself room to simply experience them right now. The answer to these questions is either yes or no. Responding with a maybe or I think so, or I'll try, or any other vague or qualifying answer will count as a no. This is because qualifications don't come from your heart. If they occur, it's a sign that you're really not ready yet to forgive that person. So be aware that you may need to have room to say, no, I'm not willing to forgive this person. 
before you will end up having the space to give an authentic yes, which means you may need to come back and try this activity again at a later date. And that's perfectly okay. No expectations. Remember, forgiveness is hard. So if you're ready to proceed, go ahead and close your eyes and place that piece of paper on your lap. Let your hands rest on the paper. And as you do this, you might be able to feel the energy from what you've written down. In your mind's eye, I want you to place an empty chair in front of you that is facing you. Allow yourself to see this person coming towards you from the horizon to your right. Now let them sit in the chair in front of you. How do they look as they see you? Do they appear worry? Do they appear worried or wary? Now answer the following questions to yourself as you hear me ask them. Question number one. Are you willing to forgive this person totally? By this, I mean, are you willing to let go of everything you have written on that sheet of paper and even the things you have not written? You may not want to. You may not even think you know how, but are you nevertheless willing from your heart to let this person off the hook? Again, are you willing to forgive this person totally? Answer to yourself, yes or no. Number two, are you willing to forgive this person absolutely? And by this I mean, are you willing to let go of your favorite stories and scenarios about this person? Are you willing to give up permission to use these stories, either with yourself or with others, as the reason that you have not achieved your goals and dreams in this life? This means that every time you are tempted to use one of these stories, you will now say to yourself, thank you for sharing, but I have already forgiven this person. So once again, let me ask, are you willing to forgive this person? Absolutely. Answer to yourself, yes or no. Number three, are you willing to forgive this person unconditionally? now and forever this means that when you see them again or when you think of them and you notice you're starting to voice your old stories and evaluations you will say to yourself thank you for sharing but i've already forgiven this person this person may do what they usually do which has upset you in the past but you are hereby giving up permission to use what he or she does or says to form characterizations of them anymore. In answering this question, yes, you are willing to see that forgiveness has nothing to do with this person. It has everything to do with what you think or say about him or her. So once again, I ask you, 
Are you willing to forgive this person unconditionally? Answer to yourself, yes or no. Now, whether you have answered yes or no to any of these questions, the fact that you have brought this person to sit in front of you says that you are willing for some healing to take place between the two of you. We sometimes need room to say no before we can say yes. There may be something you want to tell them from your heart right now. Let them know what it is. Just let it rip. Give it to them. Tell them what you feel. Tell them what you think. What do you feel in your heart at this moment? And there may be something they would like to tell you. So if you're willing to hear it, go ahead and imagine them telling you what you need to hear. If there are any questions to which you answered no, but are now willing to answer yes, allow yourself to do that now. And if not, then just let it be. In your mind's eye, you may hug the person or shake their hand or give them a simple wave goodbye. They did what you did, and so did you. And that is the way it is with human beings. It is possible that all is well. Are you willing to see that possibility? Are you? Now I want you to watch them as they walk away. If you still have any feelings about them, let those feelings be. And you need to know that your healing is taking place in you right now. And if this is somebody you're going to continue a relationship with, the healing is taking place in your relationship with them right now. I want you to feel it. Now go ahead and open your eyes. Take that piece of paper and tear it up. Tear the hell out of it. Rip it into tiny, tiny little pieces. And you may choose to throw it in the garbage. You may choose to take it outside and safely burn it. You may choose to bury it. You may choose to go throw it in a body of water. But whatever you choose, get rid of it today. Get rid of it. By doing this, you're symbolizing that you are complete in this process. No matter how you answered those questions, you have completed this process. And figuratively, you are washing your hands of it. Let's take some time to think about what you've gained from this exercise. You may have answered no to one or more of the questions that I asked. Would you be willing to do this exercise again in the future? If you continue to answer no to any of the questions, it may indicate that some very specific work on the matter is needed. So above all, this is a time for compassion for you. If you've answered yes, what do you see? Is there a possibility of having a conversation with that person that was not possible in the past? If this is a person you'll never have a conversation with again, do you notice a shift in your energy level? If so, what is it? 
Make a note. Put it in your notebook. How do you feel after completing this exercise? Learning to forgive is an ability that with practice becomes easier and easier over time. But it's really hard to do at first, and that's okay. Be forewarned that you're also going to become more aware of people who you have not forgiven in your life. This awareness will stick with you until you act on it and heal it, whether you can heal the relationship or not. Everybody has the prerogative of saying no thank you, okay? You forgive yourself, you forgive others. That is the very best that you can do. And I want you, I want you to take this away from this episode because we're just about through. I want this message to stick. Forgiveness is your business. People will often ask, they'll ask me, should I tell someone that I forgave them? So think about that for a minute. If I walk up to you and I say, hey, guess what? I have forgiven you. What would your response be to me? It would be something like, for what? (laughs) So telling somebody that you have forgiven them really is irrelevant and it's a huge mistake. After all, forgiveness is you being willing to let go of what you have thought or said about them. It does not mean that you're excusing what they did. It doesn't require a single word from them for you to complete the process and bring yourself a sense of closure, which you desperately need. If you're not sure about forgiving people who have been physically or emotionally violent with you or with a loved one, remember, it can feel really threatening and dangerous to let someone off the hook like that. But you also need to remember that forgiveness does not mean forgetting or rationalizing away what they have done. It involves you letting go of that anger and that hatred that you have created in your heart because of the situation. I hope this activity was helpful. And I hope that today you walk with your head high and your soul full of dignity and respect for yourself. And I hope that You've let go of a giant sack of rocks and you feel lighter and happier today. So go forth and shine, beautiful ones. Until next time.